Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secrets Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission is always to help entrepreneurs make a difference in their businesses and navigate the sometimes messy worlds of startup growth or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Dan Lazar. Dan is a property developer at heroex.com.au, if I have that correctly. He's uh, started and sold two businesses prior to this, um, tennishero.ro and covershero.ro. And he's passionate about helping others and driven by the best version to become the best version of himself. So welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for the, the chance. It's good to, good to have you here. And I'm interested to hear about, about your business and about you. So why don't we start by you giving us uh, kind of your background story. Tell us everything that's gone on in, in your life to this point that got you to where you are today. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm I'm originally from Romania, currently living in Australia. Uh, but between 10 to between the age of 10 to 18, I was a tennis player. Uh, my best result was the, I became a vice champion of Romania with tennis. Um, this is the fact that I, I was not seeing myself to get to the top 100 ATP. I switched and I, um, I switched to the business world. I, I've been um, among entrepreneurs all of my childhood, so I felt like uh, I might have a chance to to become a, an entrepreneur at some point. Went to went to the to business school. Went 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 to business school. Studied for for three years, and last day of university, I started my first business, which was a, a tennis academy. So it sort of it was a, a connection between what I did uh, in my previous life as a tennis player and business. Uh, so grew that for for four years, sold it in 2019, uh, and that was a, an amazing learning experience. Even though I didn't make a lot of money, it was it really taught me a lot about how to grow a business, how to how to market, how to uh, generate sales, and so on. And I guess the second business um, I started in 2016, we were selling air domes. Air domes is a specific structure to cover uh, soccer and tennis fields during the winter season. And again, I grew that between 2016 to 2020 when I sold it. And uh, that, that was a lot bigger than the first business due to the fact that these structures are expensive. And even if you sell, I don't know, 10 per year, it's a million. So um, I guess that that's my background story and how I got to this point where I'm, I'm doing property development. So uh, so you've got some good experience in the, in the business world and, and made the, the transition. So how did you jump to becoming a developer? Um, look, I, I felt like I needed a better vehicle to help me grow to my dreams. So um, that, that, that's on one part. On the other part, I was inspired by somebody, a friend of mine, who's uh, probably one, the biggest property developer in Romania. We were playing, playing tennis. He was telling me stories to the point where I got so inspired. And I said, look, I'll, I'll go into development after I sell my businesses. So... Uh, I guess he was a true inspiration for me. He grew from zero to like a billion in valuation in 10 years by respecting respecting certain fundamentals. He only develops next to nature, lakes, parks. And uh, due to this, he's able to create a, more, a, a better product, 
because the the market is uh, is loving it. So yeah, he, he he was a big inspiration for for what I'm doing currently. Okay, so he uh, he had a, a a clarification of where he thought the best opportunities for development that were a good fit with him and and what he believed in, and stuck with that. So. Are you in that same niche or are, are you still in Romania developing or are you developing in Australia now? No, so the, the property development business is, is within Australia. Um, and I'm re- sort of replicating his formula here. I'm only de- developing next to nature, next to parks, next to rivers. Now we're looking to uh, a, f- at a few sites next to the ocean. So I guess locations in which I would personally love, love to live in, that's, that's exactly what I'm developing. I'm not selling something that I don't believe in. Good. Is it is it all residential development or are you doing mixed use or at the moment only residential? Next one will be mixed use, uh, some okay. somewhere between between residential and uh, commercial. So I know in the I've got some friends in the development business and I I've done a lot of work in the building industry, so I've got a little bit of knowledge there, probably just enough to hurt myself, but I know. As a developer, you've got to deal with, uh, you know, permits and, and uh, getting everything approved through various municipalities. I'm assuming it's the same in Australia as it is here. And then you've got to be able to find the funding to get yourself going. So were those kind of new learning uh, uh, areas for learning when you got started? Yes, definitely. Look, it was a huge learning curve for me. I feel like it's... Uh... One of the main things that I see differently with with this business compared to what I, I was doing before is the level of adversity that you're seeing. You, usually in a business, the interests are, are sort of aligned. Your, your interests are sort of aligned with the client's interests. However, in development, I feel, I feel like everybody's interests are different than mine. So I need to be very strong with my agreements, with my contracts, so I make sure that I uh, get the result that I am. I'm after and yeah, to a certain degree, it's, uh, there are the in Australia there are the same headaches like in other places with getting permits, uh, the council delaying you, the council um, yeah, basically not 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 being the the best version of themselves. Yeah, so yeah, it, I, I'm assuming and correct me if I'm wrong that it helps to put together a good team, people that have expertise in dealing with the planning commissions and the city council or the county council, whatever the municipality, the government council, let's put it that way. And then also you can get to a point where everything approved is approved and all the officials are happy, but some of the citizens may not be. And uh, have you run into that? Any pushback, even if, even if it's an ideal project? Uh, So far, no, due to my strategy. So besides, uh, Besides developing next to nature, at the moment, I'm only targeting projects that are already approved just because there, there are so many in Melbourne and I have a clever way of finding them. I target those specific addresses off market. And that's that's how I'm able to sort of jump on this sort of hurdle. And usually getting permits, it's, a, it's like a year here. So mm-hmm. by buying them with a permit, I'm already I'm my projects are one year instead of two years. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you can find them ready to go and off market, that would that would be a great thing. So, do you, do you have any um, uh, goals, either revenue goals or number of development goals that you'd like to achieve in the next twelve months? Uh, good question. Um, look, at, at the moment we have 
around 12 million dollars uh, like worth of real estate in, in development. Um, my vision for the next one to two years is to focus a bit on re revenue generating or cash flow properties as well. So that's why I'm sort of switching a bit to commercial to start generating some passive income. Ideally, I'm, I'm hoping with the next two developments to generate uh, close to a million a million dollars in passive income. Um, and, and then and then on the back of that, I want to go a step a step bigger, go into apartment buildings. But I, I feel like it will be a lot more comfortable as a company to go there when you know that all of your expenses are sort of covered by uh, to, to commercial uh, investment. So I can take a bigger risk with, I don't know, uh, uh, 50, 100 apartments somewhere next to the ocean or whatever. Okay. And so you, the next step would be would be commercial cash flowing properties rather than multifamily ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you want to go at, uh, at those from developing ground up and finding tenants or do you want to do it at purchase something that's already there and, and developing it. developing due to the fact that I, I i still want to manufacture equity okay like it, it's it can be possible but it's a bit harder to manufacture equity just from buying asset if you're not actually developing it yeah that's true that's true so what do you see at this point if any are there any major roadblocks in your way from achieving what you would like to achieve look if I were to look at the current project that we have, we're close to finishing. I feel like the two things that I could improve most on is the finance component. So we we, we bought well, we sold well, we built well. The location was amazing. However, in, on the financing component, we uh, I'm, I plan to improve a lot. So um, just, just as an example, usually banks are very reluctant to fund your first development. So I had to do private lending private lending at 12% instead of 4% on uh, a few millions, then investors were a bit a bit um, concerned with the fact that it was my first one. So I was paying uh, more than 15% return for on the capital, on the equity that I was getting from them. So on those two numbers, I want to do a, a lot of a better job going going forward with um, um, with, with the projects. And, uh, and yeah, definitely also this, this twist will enable me to be more resilient uh, in terms of what might be coming in the in the future just because we have this big pile of cash flow that is coming um, in passive income so that, that doesn't matter as much if this project we sold five percent uh, below five percent above is not as relevant as it is now okay yeah i yeah when you're when you're uh, kind of new to the game when you start talking to the money people there they become a lot more thorough and skeptical because it really doesn't mean that you're not capable and will do a good job. It just means that they don't have any prior knowledge as to your uh, experience and skills and successes. So I understand that. Um, are, are you, this is a personal curiosity question. Are you comfortable working in the private lending market or do you for, prefer working with banks? Obviously, banks are a lot more um, comfortable. I, I would be a lot more comfortable to work with a bank due to the low interest rate. So uh, when you're paying 12 instead of four, then that's per perhaps 8% of pro profit that you're missing on. So um, to a certain degree, yeah, I'm currently um, 
in discussions with a lot of banks and I, ideally I, probably this this is the perhaps the main hurdle I, I, I'm looking basically at somebody that can um, potentially give us a, um, a line of credit of some sorts on drawdown but mm -hmm. ideally a large amount for for a um, low fee so then we can not chase money we can just get a lot more deals in and then money is there sort of right okay well, I'm, I'll ask you a question on the other side. I asked you about the, the roadblocks or challenges that you might have. Do you have any readily identifiable, opportun identifiable opportunities that would help you get there, uh, help you get to your goals? I, I guess this this is yeah this is the main the main hurdle. Getting better at the financing game would definitely make me a lot of a better developer. So, um, to 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 a, to a certain degree, I feel that there's two things that might uh, be sort of like a handbraking from from me developing three more projects now one is the uh, the sort of will be the sales component but i'm not as concerned with the fact that we develop in amazing amazing places that are almost unrepeatable permits so people are sort of fighting on those on those projects if uh, let's take uh, the first project as, as an example is this is the second most popular sort of property within the whole suburb so even so even though i'm a bit concerned with sales due to, due to the fact that how the interest rates are rising and the uh, the market seems to cool off a bit i'm not very concerned just because if everybody will take a hit we're going to take the smallest hit on in the area due to how special the locations are and secondly the, the finance part yeah, raising equity is not the easiest world uh, job in the world. So, I guess if I will, oh, and and this is even even the position in which I'm trying to position myself in. I'm trying to get very small amounts from a lot of people currently in the for the in the second project. So then those people that let's say invested 1.5 million, maybe they have 20 million available, and then because I only got small amounts, then I can ask them for a bigger amount. Okay. I'm trying to position myself to go past this hurdle of sort of trying to chase equity. It's not, as I said, it's not the, uh, the easiest uh, thing in the world. Yeah, it's, I know. It, especially now, you know, finding finding equity partners can be very difficult. Um, so once you get to the point where now you do the developing, the, the, then do you sell off lots or, or tracks of lots or do, do you do your own building as well? Oops. So far, we do, we develop. So we we buy the property, we subdivide, and then we develop the property there, the units, townhouses, um, and yeah, I guess the 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 best way to to scale would be to go into apartments. However, I want to. I see a lot of people getting ahead of the, themselves. I I plan. I, I have a twenty year plan. I'm not planning to. Uh, I, I would rather give myself some more time to educate myself and be in a better position to get the best result when I do my first apartment building. So at the moment I'm doing this, this one or two commercial deals and then I'll, I'll go into an apartment building, hopefully. I, ideally, I want to get in the next three to four years to at least 100 million worth of development. Okay, well, you're, when you develop a piece, piece of property, don't you develop it for a specific purpose? It's either going to be a residential uh, project or it's going to be a master plan community or it's going to be a mixed use project. So uh, uh, once you develop it for that specific purpose, then uh, 
are, are you finished? You, you've got it there. And so you sell it off to people that are going to do the building on, on the developed land, or you, are you taking it uh, and doing the building yourself? Yeah, we're, we're doing the, the building as well. So we're, oh, okay. selling, we're, we're selling the finished product and then uh, we try to retain at least one unit in that development. Okay. So once you, once you get to the building and sales stage, how do you, uh, how do you, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got a, uh, a, a well-defined target market that's going to be more uh, interested in what you're building than, than some others. So how do you, uh, how do you attract that target market? What are your plans for doing that? Look, our, our main target market is new families. So families that just got a kid or they have a few kids just because we're a lot, a lot next to nature. They, this position creates most value for them. Secondly, our second market is downsizers. So people that had a huge property, a, a 2,000 square meter piece of land somewhere, they sold it for 2 million. Now they want to downsize to something at a million, a million point five or something. So those are the two the two main main targets, and we we target them through the usual channels through realestate.com.au, which is sort of the the Australian Zillow, um, through Facebook ads, Google ads, through very good landing page, uh, very good landing page, uh, very good brochure, very good uh, renders and a marketing video. I guess we I've studied what a lot of other people um, people developers do, and I'm replicating a lot of the good good parts. And to a certain degree, one thing that I'm potentially doing a bit different than other developers. I One, I put my own listing online and then I put my own board in front of the property. Therefore, the, let's say 70% of the leads are coming to me. And then it's up to me if I try to close them myself so, or I direct them to an agent. But then I, get, I, get, I, can, I can also grow my, my database to a certain degree. A lot of developers here just engage an agent He's getting all of the leads, and if he didn't sell you, you didn't get the sale, and you didn't get the leads. Okay, so you're, you're, uh, how are you attracting the people to to you? Just with advertising, signs, things like that. Yeah, so mainly the board in front, front of, front of, front in front of the property and okay. the listing on the realestate.com.au. Those are the two okay. main drivers currently. Um, with, with realestate.com.au, we're seeing that we're basically closing one in 20 to 30 leads, where with something like Facebook advertising, we're closing perhaps one in like 200 leads. Okay. So just people driving by that are interested in that area to see what's going on, and then they call you out of curiosity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that works. Yeah, we, have a very, we have a very well-established pipeline. It's a... Somebody becomes a lead, then we try to contact them um, two times. Then we're trying to get them to a site visit. Then we get we call them two more times to get an offer out of them, and then they're in the lost column. So I I feel like this uh, this is one of the things that I've done quite well in this business and all of the other businesses. I have a very well put together pipeline with a lot of automations there. So then it helps me be very efficient in terms of the money that I spend on acquiring the leads and my conversion lead from lead to sale. Okay. Well, it sounds like you got a, a pretty, pretty thorough plan here and you're, you're off and running in the development world. So that's, uh, that's excellent. And then I wish you the best in that. Do you have any final thoughts that might be valuable to the folks that are listening and want to, if there's people that are listening in your area, let them know where you are and what you're doing. 
Yeah, look, I guess if for other fellow entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, I feel like it's a um, entrepreneurship is definitely the, the best vehicle to create wealth and to help others in, in life. So even though it might be the hardest thing or it's a lot harder than having a job, uh, in my perspective, it's, it's well worth it. And you need to back yourself. You need to have a plan and take massive action. And so, something that I, I would probably give as a piece of advice to myself is uh, try to be focused on one or two directions. If you're focused in more than two directions, even though we see people like Elon Musk focused in 10 directions, he has a thousand or 10,000 people working for him. It's a lot easier to do that when we have a huge team. However, in the beginning, one to two directions, because then you're compound, compounding more actions in those directions and you can, it's, you're getting to the sort of 10,000 actions in that direction a lot faster. Okay, good. So I, 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 I must admit that you're the first developer I've had on my show, but it's been extremely interesting and, and to learn uh, your journey to becoming a developer. And uh, I, I, I guess I understand that uh, Australia is experiencing the same things development-wise and sales-wise and interest rate-wise that's happening in the United States and probably throughout the world right now. So uh, it was good to get some insight there. So you have any final thoughts before we finish up? Look, it's, it's just if anybody um, wants to get um, double-digit returns backed by real estate, Maybe we can have a conversation with them at HeroX. We leverage our own capital and also leverage capital from investors. So uh, if somebody is interested to, yeah, to grow, their, grow their capital or buy a property in Australia, maybe we can have a conversation with them. Okay, great. Well, listen, Dan, I, I really appreciate your time and the information and your insight into the industry. And I thank you very much for being a great guest. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate your time.